Zerashimshoin Parshas Koirach. We are starting uh, now. Uh, I don't know why my video is not starting. It should. Okay. Uh, here we are. I know why it's not working. Just a second. So, we are, the piece that we're talking about is, the Medrash says the following. The Medrash says, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, The smart women, they, uh, their house is uh, established. And that is Ishtoi the wife of Oin ben Peles. Why? Because Oin ben Peles, she told him, listen, why are you here in this dispute altogether? If Koirach is going to be the leader, what's it in Afkamina to you if it's Koirach or it's Moshe? You're going to be the same Oin ben Peles no matter what. So why are you taking sides? Don't take sides. There's no reason for you to take any side. Be without sides whatsoever. And Ivelis zu And that's it. So the Gemara says, like, what is going on here? Be'etzem. What is the point of all of what is said? that she was the smart one and she was the not smart one. So, it says that sometimes you're allowed to walk around the bush, as it says. We know that there's Torah and mitzvahs that we have to be mekayim, no matter what, all the time. And Ayman Pelas comes in and he says, you know what's going on? You know what's going on? He says it's a, it's it, it's a very bad matzav here. It's it's impossible. It's this Moshe Rabbeinu. He's taking everything. He's doing everything. He's he's the kulam k'toyshim. Everybody heard at Har Sinai, and everybody was there together. And and then did he he's uh, the king, and his brother is the Kohen Gadol. And she said, but okay, at the end of the day, what's going to be? Who are you going to be? I hear what you're saying about everybody else. But who are you going to be? You're going to be the same nothing. So if you're going to be the same nothing, so what's the nafkamina? Okay, so they didn't know what to do. How is she going to save her husband? So she gave him wine, and he went to sleep. And when they came to pick him up, she sat outside the house, not in the greatest sneezdik away, and they saw her not sneezdik, so they went away. And the uh, end was that uh, they died. End was that they died, and uh, that was that. And she saved her husband's life. 
The opposite, of course, was Koyrach's wife, that she kept on persuading her husband, saying, look what's going on. Look what's going on. Why are you such an Ebach? He said, Aaron Akoyin, he put on Big Day Kuna and made him look fabulous. Yeah, and look what he did to you. Because when they were Metair the Levim, when they were Metair the Levim, at that point, uh, they had to shave their head off and uh, his beard was gone, no eyebrows, nothing. And he looked a little uh, tickled to the odd side. And uh, that's that. So she said, oh, his brother, he put on the most fantabulous, uh, he uh, looks handsome and he looks clean and groomed and everything is fine and dandy. And you like the, the, you look like the Nebuch of the Shtibel. How, how, how do you feel good about yourself in such a situation? And therefore, that was that. The question is, though, asks Zara Shimshon, how did she know that this will be the situation that they'll see her? In this mode, they're going to go away and, and, and pull away. How did, she, how did she know that? And, uh, and that's that. She said very clearly, their whole building of the whole case was Kal Ha'eda Kulam Kedoshim. That means they themselves are playing the Kedusha card, that everybody is super duper holy. Everybody is mamish, mamish, so kadosh, and that means that if there's going to be someone who is not following the lead of Kedusha, he cannot be part of this group. And that's that. Meaning, when you're starting to, again, this was a machloikis against Moshe Rabbeinu. And when there's machloikis, yeah, there's, there's always, what card are we playing? What are my claims over here in this Machloikis? Why am I all of a sudden going out and feeling that something's wrong? And again, I can't say the truth because if I'm going to say the truth, people will catch my bluff. They'll understand that, you know what, excuse me, this guy isn't talking the truth. This isn't this case. Karach's case wasn't that Kolei the Kulam Kedoshim. That's not true. He was just, you know, he, he wanted to be a leader. And that's it. He wanted to be a leader. He saw Moshe Rabbeinu as a leader. He wanted to be a leader. But you can't all of a sudden vayhi erev vayhi voiker vayhi leader. That, okay, I, I want leadership. So I have to have some type of a claim. So he figured, here I have a good claim. And what is my good claim? My good claim is that, oh, kol kulam kudoshim. And therefore, since kol kulam kudoshim, Therefore, if this is the situation, then for sure I have something that I could build off that people will understand that it can't be that he is the leader, that he is the sole leader. Where did he get his sole leadership from? Who gave him the, the power of attorney to do something like that? And that's it. And, and, and he built off that claim, even though that the claim had no shaykhs to the truth in any way. Okay. So, he says that Lemaisa, this is odd, because this is not what she tainted to her husband. Her tainted to her husband is, no matter what, you're still going to be a shmendrik. Nobody is looking for you to be a leader at any moment now. 
she said, no matter what, you're out. You're, you're Stama, uh, the Nebuch of the Shtibel. Yeah. And that was it. And then he understood, you know, yeah, why am I, why, why, why am I joining this? Why am I joining the, all these demonstrations against the leadership? If it doesn't matter who the leadership, for me, my own life is not going to change because I'm not going to be a leader anyway. And now I know what Moshe Rabbeinu, you know, we have the Torah and Mitzvahs and nothing is changing. I'm not sure what's going to happen if Korach takes over, if he's going to change things and things will be to the worse. They won't be better. So who said that we shouldn't be happy with what we have before we choose to change and then we'll find out that we made the biggest mistake of our life that we even asked to change because now we're stuck with something <coughs> way worse than we could have ever have dreamed. So what's Takapshat here? So what's Takapshat? Says is there a Shimshon? <coughs> it says in the Gemara Sanhedrin, Vaishma Moshe Vaipal Alpanov. Yeah. So why did Moshe fall on his face? Because he heard that Moshe Rabbeinu heard that people started saying that he started <coughs> abusing women. As David Amelch says in Tilim, by Moshe Bamachane. And kept on saying, everybody, the people started to say, yeah, Moshe Rabbeinu touched my wife. He said, what? How could this be? Who could even say such a medrash? Now, again, it says, So this makes absolutely no sense to begin with. So he said, no. What did he say? He said, and the madua tisnasu <coughs> means that when you say that you're greater, that means that you don't have these set of laws. As it says that the Gemara says in Soita, kolam is people that are by balegaiva la soif nichshal he will fall to be mizana with eishisish. And they said kolam is goy, kilu bal kolarayis kulam. And therefore, their t- this was their time attack against Moshe Rabbeinu. So why are you misnase? Yeah. Now, of course, they're, they're tining that Moshe Rabbeinu is a hypocrite. Yeah. And that's it. He says, this is exactly what happened. That's why she did what she did, Oyn ben Pelis' wife. He said, I'm going to save you from this whole debacle because me and you, we all know very clearly, very, very clearly, that Moshe Rabbeinu is as clean as clean can be. And this is the hoax of the century. So when they'll see me, they'll go away. And therefore... That they were choshed Moshe, I'm going to save you, because Moshe doesn't even Moshe even divorced his own wife, and that's it. 
And this is why Miriam was punished. From that Lashon Hara, that why in the world did Moshe divorce his wife when we're also Nevi'im and we did not get divorced? That was her claim, which is showing that you could have Nevoah and you don't have to be divorced. You could still have Nevoah in that, with that situation. And this is what, this is how she was pointing it out. And that's it. So, this was their claim. That Kol Eida Kulam Kedoshim. Now, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shimunob Bnei Levi. Bnei Levi, I want you to listen. It says, somebody's talking to Yosef, will he say, listen, Shimon? No. Moshe was talking to Kairach. Why is he saying Shimon Abnei Levi? So it sounds awkward. So he said, no. He says, the thing is as follows. Moshe understood from HaKadosh Baruch Hu beforehand that this is going to be very, very harsh punishment. This is not a regular situation. And this is something that for the first time in his life, Moshe Rabbeinu, who is humble than anybody else, he's going to have to speak up for himself and show everyone, you know, Rabbi Sai, until now, I, I might have been the doormat, but that's over. That's not happening anymore. I'm not going to be anyone's doormat from this moment on. From this moment on, I am taking leadership in my hand and I am going to lead Klal Yisrael the way leadership is supposed to be done. And that's it. That's over. And therefore, and that was after he saw that this is Koyrach, is Chayv Sreifa. So in the beginning, he's talking to everyone, to Koyrach. But when he sees that they're not listening, so he says to all Bnei Levi, Hashem. The next morning, Hashem is going to let you know who is the Taka, the real leader. And he understood now that Koyrach already had had gone to all the Levim and was able to persuade them to a certain extent that they should all come together against Moshe Rabbeinu and then afterwards we might decide how to solve who will be the leader situation. We're going to leave it open-ended that there could be various options of who will be leader and when we come to a solution between ourselves, that's when we'll come through and we'll have the breakthrough and we'll tell everyone, okay, we met, we decided, and uh, this is going to be our new leader. And this shows how, 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 how bad this was. This shows how bad this was. Because Moshe Rabbeinu was trying to convince them that they should do tshuva, and if they're going to do tshuva, they will not be demolished. They won't be killed with, with everything. But they didn't want to because they their issue was to play Kala Eida Kulam Kedoshim. Everyone is equal. They were trying to sell a, 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 a type of communism all of a sudden, as if everybody is equal. But there are some people that are more equal than others. 
and there's no such thing. In in in, in Torah, there's no such thing. Everyone is equal. The Rebbeinu Shalom didn't create us equal. He created us different. Everybody has their own looks. Everybody has their own mind. Everybody has their unique voice. Nobody, it's, nothing is uniform in the Bria that Hashem created. And therefore, this hoax of Kol Ha'eda Kulam Kedoshim doesn't hold water. And this was their lead towards any Avera that they want to do. Since Kol Ha'eda Kulam Kedoshim, so we could do whatever we want, however we want. And this is what Oin Ben Peles' wife caught on to this situation. She understood exactly what's on the agenda. And she said, I am not going to let my husband go down here because of anybody else's shenanigan. This will not happen. And, but Oin Ben Peles says, but how could I be over on my shvua? I said, I'm going to party with them. I'm going to be with them. I'm going to endorse them. And she said, let me take care of business. I'll, I'll take care of all your endorsements. And she said, Yadana, the Kula Knishta Kulan Kadishin, meaning your Svara, yeah, that is is not a right Svara. Yeah? Because Moshe Rabbeinu said, Shimun Abnei Levi. He said, if Moshe Rabbeinu is calling to make peace, so that means that he's giving them an opportunity to do tshuva, if they want. He said, Moshe Rabbeinu is not playing here any falsitivities. Moshe Rabbeinu is not selling any lies. Moshe Rabbeinu is not selling cheap propaganda. He's telling them, Rabbi Isai, let's calm down and let's move on. The Rabbi Shalom has already decided how the leadership was divided, and he gave Bnei Levi a nice part of the leadership, a nice part of Avoida that is done in the Beis HaMikdash, and therefore, you know, be happy with what you have. And obviously, they were not happy. But by that that Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, I'm giving you the opportunity to do tshuva and to stop it, she caught on that she has to withhold her husband from this shenanigan that he shouldn't get burnt more than he is already. Because it would be detrimental. And this was her yisoid. She was trying to explain to him that, listen, you can't buy in to this falsitivity that they're building off that that is not true. This is nothing but a hoax. They don't really mean to say that they're just twisting it because they want to say and Moshe Rabbeinu is not. But once she hears how HaKadosh Baruch Hu is talking to Moshe uh, she sees HaKadosh Baruch Hu talking to Moshe Rabbeinu because they saw the Anon going down and she hears the words that Moshe Rabbeinu is talking to Kairach and he says, Rabbi Sai, I'm telling you, only one person will be saved from this. And everybody else is going to be burnt. And she decides that she's going to risk herself, even if it's going to cost her 
to be excommunicated, that the community is going to start saying bad things and nasty things about her. But at the end of the day, she's through this is saving her husband's life. It's worth every moment. And that's what she did. She got up and saved his, his life by calling to him that come to your senses. They're not saying meaning that everybody is going to be a leader over here. That's not happening because that's, not, that's abnormal. You can't have many, many leaders. You can only have one leader. If you have too many leaders, then you don't have any leaders. And this, is, this was the Yisoyed over here that she built on it, hoping that her husband is going to come to his senses, listen to what she has to say, and then he's going to stay home. So when he started to say, but I swore to them, she understood that she has to take action on her own in order to prove her husband that whatever Kairach was saying is mamish, mamish wrong. And that's taka what they called out in the end, that Moshe Rabbeinu was told by Hashem to tell Elazar that they should take the machtois ha'achoytim ben that they were poishim. They deliberately sinned to undermine everything that could be good in Klal Yisrael. They deliberately sinned to undermine Kedusha. They deliberately sinned to undermine any type of anhaga that could lead Klal Yisrael through anything that is supposed to happen. And the reason they did it was out of their anger, their gaiva, and their jealousy. And therefore there was nothing that was going to withhold them from stopping anything. More so. They knew that Moshe Rabbeinu had Koyach The Horaya they knew that because Moshe Rabbeinu was always wearing a mask from the shine on his face that people could not see it. They couldn't see his shine and therefore they always asked Moshe Rabbeinu uh, please wear your mask on the face. Not the mask like other people want us to still wear. And these days. And Moshe Rab- so that's what Dasan Vaviram is saying. They, when he comes to them, he says, Do you want to poke our eyes out? Moshe Rabbeinu never th- threatened them with poking their eyes out. What are they talking about? The thing is that they were talking about to he's going to take his mask off and then we won't be able to, the shine on his face is going to be so strong it will burn our eyes and we'll become blind. But why would he have shine if he's a choyte as they were saying? But that was their stunt. They were trying to say that as long as yeah, the misnasim are the ones that could break the rules. In other words, they were saying exactly what communism was all about. Communism that all people are equal. Besides those are a little more equal that the leadership was always not part of the rules. They could do whatever they want. They never waited in line hours on end to get a loaf of bread. They never drove in dilapidated cars. They didn't leave, live in dilapidated homes. They always had water running in their faucets 24-7. They always had electricity. So this was Koyrach's sinister plan. The sinister plan was to uproot what the hanhaga of a, a, a leadership of norm, normality is. There's a leader, there's a melech, and he has a code of law that was given by the Rebbein Shleilam, and everybody has to follow suit. And then there's the Kohen Gadol who connects between 
the leadership and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to make sure that everything is running smooth. And these people said, no, we don't need mediators. We could do everything by ourselves. We're all so holy. We are all we all could be automatically, just like we are automatic Kohanim. We're all a Goy Kodesh. We're all exactly great. Anyway, today is Rosh Chodesh Tammuz, the month that Tzadikim say that Rosh Tevis of Tammuz is Mani Tshuva Memash Meshim In Eretz Yisrael, sadly, we're seeing in front of our eyes sort of a replay of Maisa Koyrach. Again, nobody's saying here that uh, Netanyahu is Moshe Rabbeinu in no way. But these people that are trying to assume leadership, how they're trying to uproot anything of Kedusha, anything of Torah, anything of normality, everything they want to be as crazy as possible. And for sure, they're not the people that are supposed to lead Klal Yisrael. So we hope and we daven that on Rish Chodesh there will be a Havas Oilom Tovi Ubris that Hakadosh Baruch Hu will remember everything that He promised, and bring us Mashiach Tzidkenu, who is the ultimate leader that will lead us with normality, the way Am Yisrael really wants to be led. And we should talk about this month to see Mashiach Tzidkenu b'mehera b'yamenu amen v'amen. We will be back next Thursday night. Parshas Chukas, another very very interesting parsha. Have a most fabulous Shabbos ever. Kol Tov, Hatzlacha Rabba. Good Shabbos.